0: chapter 26. We're here, son, my father says, trying to hide the tears in his eyes. My mother hugs me, really hugs me. Thank God you're okay, she whispers in my ear. My sister just hands, stands there crying, like it hurts even to even look at. I'm sorry, I managed to get out before completely breaking down. We all hug at the same time, something we've never done before. And as much as I want to bask in this moment, I can't stop thinking about Kit, Darla, Darla Maria, and uh, Shy. Where's their welcome party? Where's their family reunion? We've got him, one of the officers says into his radio, unable to contain his excitement. He's alive. You can all... You can call off the search. hear cheering from the bottom of the hill where the barricade is set up. Wait, I blurred out. You can't call it off. They're still down there. Who's still down there? The officer asks. Kit, Maria, Daryl, and Shy. I answer with my chin quivering. I tried to save them. I tried to get them out. But there's something down there. Something evil. The things he did to them. The way they died. It was a massacre. He must be delirious my mother says can we get uh, medical up here my dad calls out the paramedics race up the hill with a stretcher and immediately start checking my eyes for any signs of injury injury I, vitals reflexes are you listening to me i say the rescue team has to know that what they're dealing with before they go down mostly surface looms trauma to the left shoulder, our paramedic talks over me, but he's definitely dehydrated. And there's signs of hypothermia, he says, as he drapes a blanket around me. There's nothing wrong with me. I stand up. And they start to pull me back down, but my father signals them to stay back. Grant talked to me. Are you saying there were other people down there with you? Yes, there were five of us. They were part of the, part of the school group. They were in the drop when oh, it collapsed. Happ, a collapse happened. It's my fault they got stuck down there in the first place. Has anyone else been reported missing? My father asked. No, he uh, father asked the officer. No, he checks his notes. Not a soul. No one's from your school group. My father asked. Are you sure? One hundred percent. The officer replies. Everyone accounted for. They they must have made a mistake. I say, it was chaotic. There was kids running all over the place. They go to the Richmond Central. Maybe they weren't on the official list, but I know I was down there with Wait, I remember they drove shy, buried her grandma's car, and we might want to get him to the hospital, officer says sympathetically. He could be in shock, or he... Or having a head injury. Dad, please. He looks me in the eye and gives me a slight nod if my son says there are people down there. You need to take this seriously. Of course, Senator uh, Tavish. He says immediately, uh, backing down. I almost feel sorry for the cop, but this is too important. He got on his radio. We've got a possible recovery situation Four bodies. Can you send the NCRCT now? As three rugged-looking guys come up the hill decked and out in full gear, I know they're the real deal. The officer goes to speak with them before bringing them over, but I can tell these guys are aching for a reason to go, go down there. They'll hear me out. Can you guys? Uh, can you give us the name, description, the officer says as he pulls out, but yeah, yeah, of course I can. I gather my wool blanket uh, tighter. On my deck, Kit Jackson, but his real name's Germa George Jackson. He's thinner, smart, but he's uh in foster care. He stays with a woman named June. There's Daryl James Arnold, about six buzz cut. He lives in the trailer park off a of, uh, Meadow Main. Mara Priscilla Pers as long straight hair, bangs around five four. She's an EMT. She's in EM treating shy uh, Cheyenne Rose Taylor. Even saying her name out loud. Hurts dark curly hair. She's athletic, all stayed. She lives with her grandma, Ruth. Uh, she has the Olympic trial Monday. I swallowed hard. She had Olympic trials on Monday. I, I look up at the officer, not even writing this down anymore. They're all just standing there. A sea of confusion on their face. I look at my family for support, but they huddled together. They even they can't even look me in the eyes. Why aren't you writing this down? Why aren't you doing anything? You need to send a team down there to get their bodies. They deserve a funeral. But I'm telling you, the rescue team needs protection backup because whatever's down there is not human, not anymore. The Rapture. One of the rescues whisper. The, the what the cop asked the caving term it happens extremely in extreme conditions it's uh, hallucinate my uh, from s- uh, sensory deprivation evasion. you don't look you don't have to whisper I can hear you I say I know all about that and that's uh, not what's going on here they found me and they rest they rescue me they we pa- uh, passed through a chamber full of Guano and cockroaches squeezed so tight, uh, tight, they had to dislocate my shoulder to get me through. I couldn't have done uh, done it all by, that by myself. Deputy hands a newspaper to my dad. He looks like it looks at it and nods. What I ask, what is it? My dad places the paper in my hands. He puts it his arm around me. I'm not sure if he ha- he's trying to steady me or himself. Are these kids you were talking about? I look at the paper, and there are, they are, there they are on the front page. All line up. It's their school photos, and next to it is a big show, photo of me, the pre-incident, looking like I don't have a care in the world. Yes, I run my finger over Chai's face, so you know them, about them. Reading the headline, my father says gently, Senator son Grant Tavish Fifth is still missing." You remember him from the gruesome accident that killed four Richmond Central High School teens this past December. It starts at my f- finger, a chill so deep that it travels through my entire body, turning my bones to brittle ice. I step away from the crowd, starting staring into the narrow crack in the limestone, so suddenly I am back to that night. I staring down at the gash in the pavement as I walk towards the wreckage. All I want to do is close my eyes, but I force myself to look to face the truth of what I've done. I see Kit clutching his red flashlight, the deer crossing sign impaled through his chest. I see Daryl, his skull crushed against the pavement, his fingertips flickering, I see Maria decapitated on the side of the road, the snow melting around her. And I see Shai hanging halfway through the windshield with her arm resting at my feet. She's staring right at me. Her mouth is moving, but I can't hear what she's saying. I step closer, the glass crunching beneath the soles of my shoes. Closer, I crouch next to her, pressing my ear against her lip. You're the monster, she whispers. I stage your... I stagger back. Reality crashes back down on me like a giant boulder. Falling to my knees, I press my palms against the hand unforgiving earth. That's why all our watches stopped at 1157, the time of the accident. That's why they were always colder than me. But they never needed to warm up. That's why we were able to pass the food around so many times because I was the only one eating it. That's why Daryl was able to get through that squeeze so easily, and I wasn't. And that look shy always had that sad, hollow look, like she knows how this was all going to end. That's the same look she gave me from behind the steering wheel when I crashed into her grandma's car that night. They were the best friends I've ever had, and I killed them. Let's get you home, my father says, as he steps behind me, placing his hands on my shoulder. You've been through a terrible ordeal. You just need a time to rest. But soon, this will be nothing more but a faint memory. A glimmer of light hits my face, an errant ray of sunshine, and I know I have to do everything in my power to hang on to it. No matter the cost, what time is it? I ask as I I get back, uh, get to my feet. What day is it? You've been trapped down there for six days, my sister says, wiping away her tears. It's Monday morning, about seven. Then I still have time, I say with a, flint, a faint smile. Time for what, my mother asks, to make the court date. That's the last thing you need to worry about, my father says as he takes my arm. It's all been taken care of. Uh, ex- century circumstances. Our lawyer got you out of it, he adds quickly. I look at him and shake my head rapidly, but I don't want to get out of it. He doesn't know what he's saying. He says that, uh, says to the officer. Before gripping on tighter, he whispers in my ear, if you don't stay quiet, you're gonna ruin your life. What about their life? I glance towards the uh, jagged opening. He looks at me in- cre- cre- they weren't real, son. My s- jaw goes slack. I'm gulping down air, trying to find the words. I killed them. Do you not understand that? I don't know what you got away with, how you s- sleep at night, but my s- life will be meaningless if I don't face this. You are the one who ch- chose this, he says through uh, clenched teeth or have you forgotten that as well what what are you saying my eyes well up That night when you called me you know, like a bomb going off inside me it's all coming back every last painful detail blood on my hands i called my dad and i as i stood there watching shy die, dad gave me a, a, the choice call the police and face this or call the lawyer to fix this i chose wrong i say i back my away the Tears streaming down my face, I chose wrong. Even with this heavy burden of what I've done, it feels like a million pounds have been lifted off my shoulders. It may have been the rapture, I say, I say, raising my head to my face, the f- to face the world, but they were real to me, and they, and I keep my promises. I remember everything. That was the last chapter of the book, The Unfortunates. I have to say, it was most, the one of the biggest turn of events that I've seen in a while. After Grant gets out of the cave, for after being stuck there for six days, he's met with the rescue team, ambulance officers, and his family. His family all will hug him once he gets out, something they've ne- uh, never done before. Um, but Grant isn't worried about that. He's worried about the people still stuck down there, the four people who... Was with the entire time, or so he believed. He starts naming off, the officer asked him to describe these people because every, he, the officer had everybody accounted for. So he's curious who these people were, and the descriptions help find them. So, officer starts, uh, so, Grant starts to, uh, listing off the descriptions to the officer, and the officer. Uh, Pulls out a paper. He, uh, as Grant tells him the description, the officer stops writing and starts pulls out a newspaper and shows his uh, Grant's dad. And uh, Grant's dad nods. Grant is curious why the officer stopped writing the stuff down, and then his dad showed him a paper of what uh, of what happened, of like of, showed him a paper of the four people. And Grant was like, "Yeah, that's them." But then he starts then a shock goes through his body and he starts remembering. Those people that he saw, he spent the cave, uh, spent the night in the cave with, were the people he killed in the car accident, you And he starts remembering why uh, certain of the, how they could fit through tiny cramps so well, while he had to dislocate his shoulder to get through, or why they could pass around the food so many times, is because they weren't there. Grant imagined it all, and then he his. Then he talks to his dad about the getting to the court case because he still had time. His dad is like, it's already t- all taken care of. The lawyers fixed it. But then Grant's like, I don't want it to be fixed. I want to serve the crime. And my dad is like, have you forgotten that choice you made as well? When you called me when you killed them people in that car accident, I gave you the choice. to Call the lawyer or call the cops to face your crime. You called the lawyer. That's the decision you made. And then Grants starts regretting that decision and informing uh, everyone that he remembers everything now and that he wants to take responsibility for it. I truly think that was a great way to end this book. This, um, this man truly wanted to take consequences for his actions. And he, I believe, that's how the book ends, but I believe if it was to continue further, I think he would have served the time. But, I think it's crazy how he imagine that entire experience you know, with uh, thinking these are his the best friends he's ever had and just enjoying that experience. And just slowly at the end, he realizes none of it actually happened. These people who he's built this strong connection with never existed. He killed these, they did exist, but he killed them. And when that he realizes he killed these his best friends, he just doesn't know how to face it but to the ghost serve time so i think this was a great book and definitely one you should read it does have a slow start but i think once you start getting a few chapters and you start picking up pace and you will really enjoy it i highly recommend